Thank you for tuning in to episode nine. You're about to listen to a live recording from Girls Rock Athens Hip Hop Showcase. Check out this interview as we discuss women in music and sexism. Um, educator, therapist, um, life coach. I enjoy all of the things, but more importantly, I'm a poet, fucking word artist. I've been writing since I was eight. I don't think there was a time I remember that I didn't know that I was in love with hip hop. So I think it was kind of like in '81 when I came out. I think it was just, and you know, anything with hip hop just made me feel good because for me, being a poet, I realized that it was just that dope music that went along with poetry. And I was writing poetry since I was eight. So if I had to stay an age, it may be eight. But I loved everybody, so especially. Salt and Pepper was my first big major. You know, those were my big people because I just thought they were so dope and there was nothing they couldn't do. And I just thought they would be represented power, strong women, and, you know, and empower men. You know, it is dope. So. Salt and Pepper. How many y'all yeah. Salt Tupac is, man, Everything. if y'all, if y'all, 
were able to experience the Tupac. You had a crush on him, and at times you were scared of him. And that's <laughs> oh, yeah. and you was like, damn, he's talented. Listen to the lyrics. But Jesus, you know, we went through different phases with Tupac. All right? So let me ask you this, ladies. So I've been in the hip-hop industry since Duck Down Records. I don't know if I put my age out there. Smith and Wesson, Gun Clappers, you know. And when I came in the industry, we had more females. We had options. We had Salt and Pepper. I remember we had MC Light. Yo Yo. Yo Yo. Queen Latifah. Do you think that Roxanne Chante, she was one of the first. Yeah, she was one of the first. So, my question to you is do you think that? Sexism exists in the music industry, and how has it manifested itself in your in your opinion? Is it more difficult for a woman to make it? Is there seemingly barriers for a woman to make it? This this round, we only have we had Nicki Minaj for a long time. We have all the talented artists, but they're not able to get on mainstream. So, what do you think is going on there? I think that sexism is definitely real. Um, I think it definitely still plays a part in everything that goes on. But I think another thing is that we start, we as women start accepting different types of things. We forget as women that we set the standards. So we say that this is not okay, then it's not gonna be okay for all of us. But if we say, oh, it's okay, you can call me this. Oh, you don't want to wear clothes? Cool, I'll, I'll dress you know, fancy and then you know, be all cool. If that's the standard that we set, then that is what everyone is going to start submitting to. So I think that we forget our own power and we start thinking that we don't have a say-so in how we really get portrayed. And we really have all the say-so. You listen to most of the music, men mostly are talking about women in most of their lyrics. So if we have that much power in their lyrics, then we have to realize that and take our power back. And I think that's what happens. We stop giving up. I think that the reality is that we're now in a time where women get to be so much more vocal. Many years ago, women didn't feel like they could. You know what I'm saying? Even though we had the era where Queen Latifah, those queens were there, and they were really out prominent and they were they were doing their thing, but that you know the parents and the grandparents always felt like we you know we had to hush our voices, and I think that we have to remind ourselves. We ain't gotta be quiet about nothing. And with the rise of social media, we can say anything, anywhere, how we want to, where we want to go. But I just think that we have to remember, remind ourselves that the grind has to be strong. Just because they're telling us that we can't do this, we can't do this, it's the only kind of music they want to hear from us. We have to get, we have to change that that scenario by saying, I'm not gonna give you that because that's what you're asking me for. I'm gonna give you what I want to give you, and you can either take it or you leave it. And if you get to where you don't see any of us around anymore, then you're gonna realize that you're gonna start taking it more than me. Well, I agree with a lot of what Celeste said. I think the biggest thing with women is it's not even just because you just gotta look at the whole of how people view women in general, not just in music, because that's gonna carry over into music. So in general, people look at women a certain way and there are certain things that you can't do as a woman, like you have to act like a lady. And it's just, 
it's just really difficult for women to be vocal because it's a male-dominated industry, so they don't want to be challenged. So anytime they're challenged by anything, it's like, no. Like, they immediately rule it out. And there's certain things that for a long time that women, that I guess they just didn't want to hear from women in general. I mean, that's really the gist of it. Like, you really summed it up since, like, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. They don't, they don't want women to be vocal. They don't want us to tell our truth. So the truth hurts, and it makes people uncomfortable. And that's really the main thing. People don't want to step outside their comfort zone. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to feel like, oh, this woman is just a, a boss just like I am. Oh, she has just as much money as I do. You know, it's just, I don't know. And then, especially for me, because I'm a different kind of woman, because I deal with women, too. So it's like, now it's like, oh, so she can take my lady and she makes better music than me. Oh, and she got her own business. Oh, shit, I'm mad. Fifty, fifty stack, and I'm like, what's that? 
You know, so he's like, he went and basically what he's saying in lyrics is that if you, you get the boobies and you get the ass, $50,000. How many girlfriends he done held upgrade? Oh, damn. How do you think those um, things are impacting our women? Well, yeah, I think you have to remember one thing. Hurt people hurt people. Not that it's about that's right. right now. That's right. And, you know, honestly, it's not an excuse for the things they say, but I think a lot of times hurt people hurt people, so they look for guidance for people who may not be the best role models. A lot of the young men that are now in, uh, that are now artists came up with mentors that didn't have the best experiences with them and themselves. So they can only teach you from their, their brokenness and wherever they're at. For one, but then I think also a lot of people are so, a lot of men are very eager to sell. They want to get out of the situation they're in, and they know that being conscious doesn't really pay. So, unfortunately, the more conscious artists don't really get that much airtime on the radio. So, they kind of think that I think some of them battle with do I just do whatever to get this money up, even if it's not really my personality? Because I've got a lot of hip hop artists that are brothers that are nothing like their stage persona, and you're like, well, who does that have? Because you're such a gentleman one on one, but when I see you on stage and listen to your music, I would think that you're, you know, you're, you're someone else. But I think it goes back to this, and I think that Lauren Hill said that she said if everything was sold, then then go. You know, that's how I choose to live, and it's kind of like. I won't be, you know, I won't be pacified, you know what I'm saying? And if I don't get money from, because I'm not saying what you want me to say or doing what you want me to do, then it's not worth it for me. But I think it's a very scary place for a lot of people to be in because they're trying to get out of the situation in the room. And then it goes back to some of them are just still hurting and now I'm looking for something. And so that's very that hurt through the But personally, it annoys me because I want them to be more creative and I want them to force the standards to change. But everybody has to do something stand up and do that at the same time. But they're not going to do that because again, I think it kind of takes them from getting that money for their family or whatever they're trying to do to change that situation. And I like to chime in pretty much on what she just said. Um, unfortunately, in this industry, the edge is what brings the paycheck. And the edgier the lyrics, the more people retweet or reshare on Instagram. He said this or she said that. But at the end of the day, you've got artists like the original rappers, Will Smith in the 90s that never ever used you know, any derogatory words towards women. And I think it's just a matter of people piggybacking on how can I be edgier than the last person, but not realizing, okay, if I saw you on the street and I said this about your mother, your sister, or your daughter, how would you react? You already know what the answer to that is. So I think people are just doing it for the show. See, this is when people start not like me for real. So I'm a little biased on this subject. I represent duality. So I understand men in a different way. And personally, I feel like it's, it's, it's equal with what men talk about in their music and what women talk about in their music, especially like just real rap, like Trina and Nicki Minaj. Like, I mean, they're talking, they're, I mean, they're male bashing in their music too, and they're also female bashing. And if you listen to male rap, like, they're not talking that great about other men either. They're talking about they're gonna shoot them 
and they'll rob you. And I mean, it's like none of it's really hot hip hop, don't we? You know? And me personally, dealing with women, sometimes they be bitches and sometimes they be hoes. So I talk about that in my music, but I also, when I have good experiences, I share those. I feel like men, they share their good experiences. And if the majority of the experiences are with these type of women, I mean, we only can talk about what we're actually living. Now, there is like, an ignorance out there that, you know, it's unnecessary, it's lazy. Like, they're, they're just, instead of using another word, they just do cuss, like, for no reason. But I do think that it's equal on both, like, playing fields. Like, I don't, I, I just feel like music isn't really pos that positive because we're venting mostly through our music, and that's not always positive. Alright, so, um, how long you been doing your thing in music? I've been... Writing music since I was seven years old, 27, Kurt Cobain. And uh, yeah, I've been recording myself since I was probably 11. And then I came out with my first project at 17. And so it's been going from then. I guess every year I try to drop something, whether it's a full project or song or something. But I've been recording for a long, long time. So what's your goal? Is your goal to get a, a record deal? It's your goal to be an independent artist. Um, and recently I realized that for me, music was like therapy. It was my only way of like writing. You can just write now because I, I do music and I haven't been doing it for a while. And I just started feeling like, oh, and I didn't know what it was. And as I started writing, it's like, oh. So it's, for me, it's like I can do music, but it's not about making it. You know, it's not about getting a record deal. For you, if you never get that record deal, what would you, what do you, you see yourself? Yes, what's your, what do you want to do? I'm not really concerned about a record deal at this point. Um, my goal is to really just share my story to as many people that I can share it to and make money while doing it and not have to work a nine to five. Like, my goal is just to continue to be an entrepreneur in whatever it is. Because I do more than just music. It's beyond the music for me. It's really therapeutic for me, so I hope through my stories and my testimony that I touch somebody, and I know that it's already doing that, and I just wanted to continue to grow, like, and just go beyond the United States with it. Like, I, I just don't, I mean, I know I'm gonna get deals. Like, when I when I think of record deal, I might get a distribution deal, like, through Atlantic. Like, I wouldn't mind them helping me to spread the message, but I'm not really interested in someone controlling when I come out and how fast that is and all that. I'm, I'm just past, I'm beyond that point at this point. All right, Stella, where do you see yourself? Do you want to be the big superstar on the stage? <laughs> um, or you, you, you want to try to make it as that indie artist? Um, what are your future plans? Well, um, mostly I've just tried to develop a platform because R&B has gotten to a point where you know, years ago you would hear an R&B singer on everybody's hook. Now we got rappers doing their own hook, which is perfectly fine and that's appreciative. But in the same essence, you lose sight of the R&B world. And so I just wanted to be that person to come out and say, hey, we're still here. If you have a voice, don't think that you have to conform into being a rapper. If you're not really a rapper, if you really feel like you're an R&B singer, follow your dream. And at this point, I think in my career, I solely consider myself a songwriter, but you know, I can fit to 
see more songwriting for other artists, younger girls that want to pursue their dreams as a pop star or country singer. That's, that's really what I want to do. Okay. So maybe next year you can do a songwriting um, session yeah. with the kids. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my producer, Killer Tracks, and the producer, Killer Tracks, and for your beats. Thank uh, y'all, man, for all yeah. y'all men in here supporting us right now. Thank y'all. Yeah. Appreciate that, Marco. That's right. Right on. 